All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey. Live every weekday at noon Eastern. A new week of Daily Faceoff Live starts now. We are streaming over on the Daily Faceoff YouTube, where I hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. And we are looking for inbox questions for later in the show. So drop those bad boys in there. I'm Tyler Remchuk. He's our Daily Faceoff insider, Frank Saravalli. Frank, how was your Super Bowl Sunday? Did you got a little extra cash in the old Botano account? Did you pick right? I do have a little extra cash, but not from the Botano account. Uh, I would have been a... I, I, I just didn't get my stuff in in time. I. What I usually play every year, I, I like to do the Gatorade. I like to do the uh, coin flip. I also like to do the over-under on the national anthem. I just just didn't get engaged. But I did have some success on the old block pool front, so that was good. A ah, little squares pool on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. That's always a lot of fun. And so you would have had five as one of the numbers? No. So I got uh, – I was – in the pool I'm in, It's if you're touching the square, that one – there was a three and zero, uh, two quarters in a row, and I won some cash off of being a neighboring square. boy! So a good weekend for... Oh, it's good to be a good neighbor. Yeah, that, that's good stuff. Uh, our show, as always, brought to you by Botano. The game starts now at Botano.ca. As we dig into our four topics, you might be like, whoa, whoa why aren't you talking about Morgan Riley and Ridley Grieg? We're going to have our pal Jay Rosehill swing by in a little bit to break that all down. But I want to start with another big moment from the weekend. It was the LA Kings winning in Jim Hiller's debut. Jim Hiller at one point was a 10th round pick of the LA Kings back in 1989. And in his first game as an NHL head coach, 
His team came through for him, Frank, and the Kings looked good. It was fitting that Pierre-Luc Dubois scored the first goal as well, considering what a story he was towards the end of the Todd McClellan era. But I was always of the belief that this Kings team would turn it around, so it's not going to surprise me. Still encouraging to see them come out and play well in front of Hiller. No, and look, it's kind of felt like a long time coming. I mean, just thinking to the game on Saturday, I was going, wait a sec, that that's their first game? Like, it felt like they had made the coaching change forever ago, and they had the benefit of the, you know, the bye week in order to get things in order. So, look, I, I'm with you. I think this Kings team is so much more talented than they've shown. I also thought it was fitting and, and or interesting that they go with David Riddick to get the first start. Uh, he pitches a shutout for Jim Hiller in his debut. And although, you know, there wasn't a ton of work for him, um, when you look at where this team is heading, I feel like so much of their question marks surround their play in net. I mean, go back and look at how this season has unfolded to this point. Cam Talbot, first two months of the year, October and November, he's at a 928 save percentage. December and January hasn't played yet, of course, in February. December and January is at 895. So there's been a pretty big disparity in their goaltending. Riddick has gotten an opportunity. He's come in and played well, although in a limited sample size, just 10 appearances so far. And you look at the standings here. To me, if the Kings are going to get back into one of those top three spots in the Pacific and avoid what could be a crossover in round one, I, I don't think the last thing you want to do this year is be one of the wild card teams. Um, not that it's going to be an easy road for anyone, but you want to make sure that you try and solidify your position as best you can. Yeah, 100%. You mentioned the question marks between the pipes. Maybe they're one of the teams that'll be scouring the goalie market ahead of the March 8th deadline. And Frank, on Thursday's show last week, we talked about some trade targets and things like that. Your new list was up at dailyfaceoff.com. The one area I didn't hit on with you was the goalie market. So we're going to handle that today. And it's a nice transition out of that King segment. Again, a team with some question marks between the pipes. But the goalie market's interesting, Frank. You didn't have very many names on your list. The two at the top were Marc-Andre Fleury and Jake Allen. But is it fair to say after that, it's kind of just a bunch of question marks? Yeah, I think that's probably a pretty fair way to explain it. Look, I mean, Elvis Merzlikens is out there and available. There's been lots of talk about Jacob Markstrom and his availability from the Calgary Flames, and, and he hasn't been presented with anything yet uh, to waive that full no trade that he has. And I have some real skepticism that he will. I think there's a number of teams that would be interested in Calgary at some point is going to have to clear the log jam that exists, whether it's now or in the summer to get Dustin Wolf an opportunity and the ability to play at the NHL level. He's deserved it and earned it, but I'm not entirely sold that it happens before the deadline. And then you look at some other teams around the league and you say, well, where can we find a true difference maker? I think Jake Allen can be that. I think three has 350 games of NHL experience where he's played at a nine, 10 save percentage. His numbers this year haven't been great, and they weren't great last year, but I think you have to also include and or factor in the defense and the team that's been playing in front of him in Montreal. So um, I, I think Jake Allen could be a difference maker, and I do think that especially if the Montreal Canadiens are willing to retain salary, which it appears that they are, in order to try and get a proper return, they also need to clear their logjam that exists in net. They've been carrying three goalies this season Sam Montembeau is clearly the guy now and for the future, and they like what Caden Primo has done. So it appears that Jake Allen is going to be the odd man out. 
And if it's at 50% and you're talking about 1.9 million bucks this year and next, like that's probably actually under the going rate of a 1B guy that can play games for you. So I think there's lots of options, but the problem is teams just generally, for the most part, Tyler, aren't willing to give up a lot for goaltending. Yeah, I mean, we've done this before. I know in the DFO rundown, you and Gregor have discussed it. Like, how often does a high-end goalie even get a first-round pick? Ryan Miller did, but even last time Marc-Andre Fleury was dealt when he was a younger Marc-Andre Fleury, too. I know only by a couple years, but even that didn't end up landing him a first-round pick. One team I want to ask you about, though, and I think with their play as of late, the Detroit Red Wings have established Steve Eiserman should be a buyer. You know, they've made a good case, at least. But they have this three-goalie log jam themselves with James Reimer, Alex Lyon, and Vili Huso. Do you think there's a chance the Red Wings, again, with not that many other goalies on the market, maybe they get tempted to ship out Reimer and then use those assets for something else? Yeah, I, mean, I think that's entirely a possibility. I just, how big of a return could we be talking about? Yeah, that's fair. And Alex Lyon is clearly the guy, and he's saved their season. Detroit's been on a run, and it's been incredibly impressive what they've done really since the calendar turned to 2024. But for Reimer, like we're probably talking mid-round pick at this point, fourth. It, it's not going to be enough to flip somewhere else. Fair enough. Uh, we have a couple of deadline countdown pieces to get to before we get to our pal Jay Rosehill. And yesterday, Matt Larkin took a stab at kind of breaking down all of the teams in the league into different categories and looking at who could be all in. And I want to get your thoughts on a few of these. We have them broken down and do a nice graphic here where you see the Jets and Canucks. They've already made moves. You have the Bruins, Canes, Avs, Stars, Oilers, Panthers, Rangers, and Golden Knights as teams that are soon to make moves, says Matt Larkin. The one that's interesting to me, Frank, is the Vegas Golden Knights. And I know, you know, Larkin talked about maybe a reunion with a guy like Riley Smith, but they, you know, are starting to turn things around after that weird little slump they went through mm -hmm. towards the end of December, early January. The Golden Knights last year went and got Ivan Barbashev and got the perfect piece to add to that group. It really, really worked out. What do you think they could get up to this year? By the way, congratulations to Alex Petrangelo playing game 1000 tonight. Uh, it's been an incredible career. And as our friend Paul Paduti points out, a very likely Hall of Fame career as well. Uh, he's been that good and certainly has the hardware to prove it. Um, I think the Golden Knights are one of the most fascinating teams to watch when it comes to the deadline. And the answer or the reason why is because they've been so incredibly aggressive the last number of years that it's not really in their nature to take a step back. And if you look at this team when they're fully healthy and if you watch how well Aiden Hill has played since he came back, They've got all the makings to be a team that can repeat. They've also very likely are facing the Edmonton Oilers in the first round, at least according to the standings today. And I, I don't really see that changing a whole lot unless the Kings come in and knock one of those two teams out. But you could just as easily go on a deep run and win the Stanley Cup as you could lose in round one to Edmonton. So Therein lies the question for a lot of these Western Conference teams. There's going to be some teams. First off, there's three really good teams that are going to be out in round one. And two is you're looking at a spot where there's going to be teams that load up only to lose in round one. And that part is also going to be extremely difficult to stomach. So it happens all the time. Every year there's teams that get super aggressive and then doesn't work out for whatever reason, but it's not in the Golden Knights mantra to back down. And I have a feeling we're going to see that team take a swing. 
The next tier up was buyer mode, where you had the Red Wings, Kings, Devils, and Toronto Maple Leafs. But the one I wanted to quickly get your thoughts on before we move on is the last gasp group there, where it's three teams in the East who are all right in similar spots in the standings. It's the Bolts, it's the Penguins, it's the New York Islanders as well, Frank. Which one of those three kind of has the most question marks around them as you try to dissect what they could get up to before March 8th? To me, it's the Penguins' biggest question marks, and the, it really revolves around Jake Ensel and what you do there. Everyone is fascinated to know and see what happens. I think the Lightning still have a core that can compete in the playoffs. When you have Kucherov and Hedman's been excellent, Vasilevsky, Stamkos, Braden Point, even without Sergachev, you still have the ability to win playoff rounds. I think the New York Islanders have become a much more interesting team since Patrick Waugh took over. But the Penguins, they've already traded away their future assets. They've traded this year's first-round pick. It was to San Jose for Eric Carlson. They made their big splash. Their team has been mostly very average. I think that's a fair way to describe the Penguins this year. And they don't appear to me to be a true threat to really do some damage. But let's give this team the last 29 days before the deadline, at least 23 or 25 of them to present the fullest picture possible, given what they've invested in this core and, and now including future assets for the Carlson deal before making that full determination on Gensel. Man, the Penguins, I watched them play the Minnesota Wild on Friday night and they start the game right first shift, four minute double minor high sticking penalty. So they get this big, long power play and you're like, here we go. They can get a goal or two and really, and then boom, nothing in the entire four minutes. I think they only had like two or three shots. Like that power play just continues to let them down. Uh, our deadline countdown article today up at dailyfaceoff.com, Frank, will be all about Calgary Flames defenseman. Noah Hannafin, he is number one on your trade targets board. And I'm really intrigued by the market with, with his teammate, Chris Tanev. We've heard like, okay, the Oilers, maybe he's a fit there. We've heard the Toronto Maple Leafs, maybe he's a fit there. I haven't quite heard the same number of teams with Noah Hannafin, Frank. Do you see anyone out there that's maybe a better fit for Hannafin and we just aren't talking about him? Look, I, I think Noah Hannafin is a fit anywhere. And I also think intriguingly enough is a fit for some non-playoff teams too if they think that this might be their only crack at getting him um i think it's it's harder to pinpoint teams than it is to really hone in on a return and there's a couple trades really you don't have to go back very far even just to last year's deadline not even a calendar year march 1st 2023 these two trades right here not apples to apples, but to me represent the goalposts of what, if the Calgary Flames are moving Noah Hannafin, that they could look to. Philip Peronik on one hand, uh, has he's a year younger, so he had a year left on his contract this year, and then he's an RFA, so he's under team control. That's what makes it not apples to apples. But you see he gets a first-round pick and a second. And then Gavrikov... To me, he's not at Hannafin's level, although he got 7.75 this year on a short-term deal. He gets a first and a third, but the third is really for Corpus Salo in this trade, and then Quick was to help make the money work. So somewhere in between these two, um, you know, if I'm doing my Tommy Boy reference, not so much here or here, right here. Um, it's somewhere in there, and the key to me when pointing out the Philip Heronic return 
which if you actually go and look at their career numbers and their offense, again, strikingly similar kind of production, although Ronick's taken that to another level this year. The key in that trade is the fact that the Islanders pick was number 17 overall. And that should be a huge motivating factor for Calgary. You know, we've had Stephen Ellis on with the next wave to talk about what this draft class in 2024 looks like. There's Macklin Celebrini at the top. There's a couple really good players sprinkled in between. And then it's kind of wide open. And you might be getting really good players at 13, 17, 19, 23, whatever it might be, that if you're the Flames, getting a 28th pick or a 31st pick, it's it's a huge disparity between that and a mid-round pick that I think makes all the difference. And so that should be closer to what they're targeting more Ronick than Gavrikov, but they're in an enviable spot, Tyler. Like yeah. if both Hannafin and Tanev are going, you've got the top two premier rental defensemen available. And that's a pretty impressive place to be. Just quick. Could you see a scenario where the flames give some team permission to talk with Hannafin before yeah. moving the deal just to like, I mean, from his perspective as well, from the team getting him, you'd hate to be a bubble team, go, okay, we think he's a long-term fit, get him, and then it's like, oh, actually, he doesn't want to sign here. Yeah, no, I think that would be part of the prerequisite to making a deal is having some sort of knowledge that this is a guy that you can keep. And and by the way, since everyone wants to ask the question, with the Flames winning four straight, do I see them changing their deadline posture? To me, the answer is no, it's entirely big picture. All right, there was a big moment over the weekend between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Ottawa Senators. It was the talk of Twitter or X.com, and let's finally get to our big segment to break it all down with the All-32. The All-32, as always, is delivered by DoorDash for a limited time. Our Canadian listeners get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. All you need to do is download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code NATION at 25. Dash that for the win and order in this week with DoorDash. Jay Rosehill is one half of Leafs Morning Take. He is also one half of the Department of Discipline podcast over at HockeyFights.com. And speaking of discipline, Morgan Riley's facing some, an in-person hearing tomorrow. Rosie, I want to get your take. When you first saw this play, what were you thinking watching it live? And has your opinion changed over the last, say, 36 hours? No, it hasn't. I mean, <laughs> he claps that puck into that empty net harder than any of the participants in the hardest shot segment of the all-star game i mean he clapped it as hard as he possibly could and the only thing there is a reason to do that is to give a big f you to everything that is to do with the maple leafs and if you don't think that's gonna elicit a response you know you know now but if you played beer league hockey and you did that to another team a response would be given to you a guy would get in your ear grab you or make a little skirmish out of it that being said Morgan Riley, you can't go and cross-check a guy in the head. That is not the response you need. That is not warranted for what the guy did to you, what Greg did in your empty net there. And I truly don't believe that that was Morgan Riley's intention to come and cross-check him right in the head. You see it come up on him off his shoulder. Once it's up in his head, Riley kind of drops his stick. But nonetheless, you're in control of your own stick. He's going to pay for it. Okay, so tell me why this is the wrong take. I come away from this loving the Greg slap shot. Like I, I like spice it up. Like let's just inject chaos into everything. There's a reason why WWE is so wildly popular. 
this type of entertainment. It's, it's entertainment at the end of the day. You can score into the net any which way you want. So I love the Greg slap shot, but I also love the response from Riley. And I'm not saying he should cross check someone in the face, but clearly some kind of answer was necessary. Is it, is it okay to like both of these things or am I on an island? No, I, I mean, if, if you were to say, hey, Jay, you have the power to go back and decide if any of that happens or not. I mean, minus the cross check to the face, it's going to lead to a five plus game suspension. I love it all. I'm sorry, but Greg, you have you have the option to do that. You're fully allowed to. There's nothing in the rules that says you can't, but it's going to elicit a response. And the biggest thing I would have with that situation is if Greg took that clapper that big f you like i said to all the maple leaves and morgan riley just circled right beside him and allowed him to celebrate with his teammates after that because it's a matter of pride and honor and if people don't understand that then you probably haven't really competed at any high level where you're you know you're putting everything you have into this the jersey on the front of your chest and your teammates mean everything to you this is your life this is your livelihood this is what you care about you have passion and pride for what you're doing and some guy goes and does that in your net clearly just to throw the middle fingers right in your face if you don't have a response to that then i question you know where your allegiance lies and and how much pride you have in what you're doing so the bigger story to me would be if morgan riley did absolutely nothing but of course there's some middle ground between doing nothing and cross-checking the guy in the side of the head which i said i don't believe he intended to do but it was what it was i wish he went over and just laid the lumber across his arm to the point where he's feeling it two weeks later get in his face face wash cause a big melee let it be known that you don't do that to our net we without you know causing some kind of a, a disturbance or a reaction from us i'm fine with it and the fact that any of this stuff goes on shows that there's you know some fireworks in the league still and i love it too so take us inside the room and what that would have been like for the Leafs. Like you're mad about the game. You're mad about the way Greg ended the game. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot bot, maybe your new best friend, but what won't change needing health insurance, United healthcare, tri-term medical plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some States. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. But you're are you're just all over Riley and cheering him, right? Well, it, it, because of how it went down, if you see the replay, it's like, oh, you get him up high in the face like that. And uh, I think everyone knew, like, man, we're probably going to lose him for a bit. So it's not going to be rah-rah in the locker room afterwards because of the, the fact that they just lost to, what, the 28th place team in the league and they're supposed to be a contender. Uh, the, the vibe is not great in the room, but you'd be giving Morgan Riley a tap on his shin pads as he's sitting in his stall after the game. No question about it. 
And part of the telling thing after the game is, you know, the the responses from some of the Ottawa Senators, they weren't saying, that's outrageous. I can't believe they didn't like it. Oh, who cares if we slide it in or slap it in? They understand too. And they're like, yeah, those things happen sometimes. And it is what it is. You know, they're not condemning it on one side or the other. These guys play in the league. They understand what that is and what that response was. And it I, people in that league, they get it, man. And it's just unfortunately unfortunate that Riley's stick you know, rides up so high, gets the guy in the head. If it wasn't that, I'd be applauding everything about it. I know you and your co-host, Nick Alberga, have been talking all year about what could spark this Leafs team. Is it a coaching change, big trade? What do they got to do? Do you think maybe losing Morgan Riley for these five games or whatever it ends up being, I shouldn't say five games, whatever it ends up being, do you think it could be a rallying point? Like, could this be something they look back at as the moment they finally came together? Well, on paper, it wouldn't make sense for that to be. I mean, you're leaving guys like McCabe out to dry. Lilligren, those guys got to step up. Simon Benoit is going to have to step up big time, and he's coming off a minus three performance there in that Ottawa game, but he's been one of the standout guys on the back and a, a really nice surprise. So all those guys are going to have to step up exponentially to, to fill Morgan Riley's shoes. But if you look at last year, they lost Morgan Riley for a considerable amount of time, and they went on an absolute run during that, which is a, a total head-scratcher. So like you say, Tyler, maybe that is a rallying point where people need to realize that, hey, we got a big piece of our our, our puzzle missing here, and we're going to have to fill it with you know, making sure that we're playing and prepared and, and doing all the right things on the defensive side of the puck to try to make sure we still stay in this because – these games they're playing coming down the barrel where the Maple Leafs are sitting there, very important points in a position I don't think they expected to be in at, at this point in the season when they started this this year out. But it is what it is, and guys are definitely going to have to step up if they expect that to happen. Jay Rosehill from Leafs Morning Take and the Department of Discipline podcast over at Hockey Fights. Thanks for doing this, Rosie. You bet, guys. Take care. Moving along to our daily face-off inbox question brought to you by Seagram's VO Select Canadian Whiskey. Frank, let's keep it themed on that Morgan Riley thing. Fill in the blank. Morgan Riley will get blank games. Five. I, I think it's just a notch below the David Perron comparison. I think that way the NHL can also avoid an appeal. And they hand out some discipline for what should have been something that is curtailed. Uh, I, as I've mentioned, I appreciate the response, uh, from Morgan Riley, but it just, it was out of line. And in the sense that you can't cross check someone in the head, it's, it crosses the line. So, um, Perron gets six for attacking the wrong guy. I think five makes sense to me. And both of them for comparison's sake have similar, uh, discipline history. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, five games. Is that just the new Department of Player Safety cop out? Just uh, they're just going to be like, hey, no appeal. Five games. Everyone hush hush. It's the way to keep everyone happy. Yeah. All right. Uh, there you go. Our Ask DFO question for Seagram's VO Whiskey. We'll get to our daily bets. But first, a message from Seagram's. My family's very own whiskey. Barrel aged and set apart. Marked with VO. Artfully blended. Impeccably crafted. As a wedding gift to my son. For the bride and groom. And now, over a century later, from our very own family to yours, a legacy rooted in whiskey. Seagram's VO, growing deeper, reaching out, raising a glass to your legacy. Seagram's VO, make it your very own. 
There you go. Seagram's VO Whiskey. Moving on to our daily bets for Botano.ca. Just one play for me, Frank, and it is the Vegas Golden Knights on the puck line, paying out a very nice plus 160. They're taking on a Minnesota Wild team that has not been a good road bet this year. 10 and 14 straight up in Vegas on home ice. I am just all over this. They've been so good at the Fortress so far this season. The record 19-5 and 2, so 19 wins in 26 games on home ice, and they've been covering the puck line in close to 50% of them. Give me Vegas all day on the puck line, chasing a nice plus 160 payout there as the Golden Knights 7-2-1 in their last 10 games, looking pretty good. And that brings us to Garbage Time, which is brought to you by Wendy's in the Daily Face-Off Survivor Game. Frank, new week. Which one of these bad boys do you like? I'm going with the Flyers. Pick up a win over the Yotes. The Yotes are starting Karel Vejmelka in net tonight. And Ruzichka is making his season debut for the Yotes. But I like the Flyers who have gotten their heads screwed back on straight after um, what was a really tough entrance to the bye week and all-star break. And they've played really well on the back end of that. So uh, they're kind of cruising right along again. But- I think I'm... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, don't take my advice because I yeah. get booted in this pool on, on Monday every time. The Golden Knights put up 34 shots in their last game against the Arizona Coyotes. I kind of like taking them to go over 30 and a half against the Minnesota Wild, who tend to give up quite a bit as well. So I think pretty, I'm going there. Pretty heavily invested in the old VGK tonight then. Yeah, yeah. why not? Why not? Uh, all right, Frank, garbage time for today. You had a chance to chat with Dallas Stars forward Matt Duchesne on the Frankly Speaking podcast. It is available now for anyone to go take a listen. But I figured let's take a little uh, sneak peek here. Give people a taste of what they can get. Let's roll the clip. Bought out June 30th, the last possible day that you could. Just take me back to the moment. Like it kind of, it caught me by surprise. I'm sure a lot of people, you know, in the hockey world, what was your reaction? Did you know it was coming? No, I, I found out 20 minutes before you did. Um, had no clue. Probably one of the hardest things I've ever been through. Um, but I, I was committed to, I was, I was, I wanted to be a predator for the rest of my career. I was going to, you know, I was sticking that thing out. Um, you know, obviously they're, they're having a pretty good year right now and, and they're kind of going to go, they're retooling a bit, going another direction. And, uh, but, um, hence why I, I ended up out of there and so many of the other guys did. Um, but, um, you know, I was, I was in it for the long haul and, uh, there was, you know, like I say, we kind of had, I kind of had the rest of my career kind of, you know, kind of planned out, I guess. Uh, I wanted to win a cup there. Um, you know, I, I think that city is so special and the fan base is amazing. Um, organization, everything I was tight with a lot of the guys there still am. And, uh, you know, it was a place where I just, I thought that would be the last stop along the way, but, um, you know, this is a tough business and, um, you know, I definitely am grateful, uh, that I was able to kind of choose my, my next uh, the kind of step and, and, and place to go. And, um, you know, it's worked out as good as it possibly could have to this point. Frank, a very open and honest Matthew Shane about his time in Nashville coming to an end. Yeah, it was pretty raw interview. I mean, he talked about kind of crying for a couple of days after the buyout, probably not really entirely sure what to expect, right? It's not often that a team steps up and pays you to go away uh, in the salary cap era, let alone uh, extending the length of your contract, essentially double three years left becomes a six year cap hit. And it's tough to stomach. And it's been so impressive how he's handled it to, to park that 
to sign within 24 hours in Dallas and then to step in and be nearly a point per game player this year, 48 points in 51 games. He's been a huge part of their success in Dallas playing uh, at the center position again, um, you know, with some really consistent line mates in Tyler Sagan and Mason Marchment. And he's been a big part of why Dallas is stalking the standings and has a real chance to finish with the number one seed in the West. Yeah, uh, Matt Shane has been unreal. I was watching their game against the Habs the other day and obviously the offensive outburst, but Tyler Sagan pops home too in that game. He's up to 19 goals already on the scene. Tyler Sagan could be a 30-goal scorer this year for the Stars. A couple great stories on that roster. Uh, that is a wrap on today's edition of the show. A big shout-out to Jay Rosehill for swinging by, and as always, Botano. The game starts now at Botano.ca. Everybody in the YouTube, have yourself a good Monday. We'll chat with you again tomorrow at noon Eastern. Thanks for tuning in to Daily Face Off Live. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? 
but there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount, and that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first, and you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.